0: <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack of your life and the hits just keep on coming. Skypilotradio.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. All the time and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their white and they're coming Yes, they're coming to take us away or me or I don't know, maybe all of us. This is Mark Chaplin with the Toxic wise Ash Show here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Oh my, my, my. Well, we're back to normal, I guess you'd say. Because we always do our Halloween, Thanksgiving, and of course uh, a long time stretch of Christmas specials. With hot cocoa and whipped cream. Mm hmm mmm, mmm. Wasn't that good? And I'm still having hot cocoa and whipped cream. Still on my new program. I'm um, playing ball and swimming a couple times a week, but I've cut out, like, the donuts and the sugar stuff and uh, desserts. And, you know, when you have dessert, I always have tea after supper and when it's colder. And I always have a hot tea. I love my tea. I like ice caps, but inside the house, uh, I like uh, my hot tea. And I always had dessert with it, cake, pie, ice cream, cupcakes, muffins, some kind of big hunk of dessert. Pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie, chocolate cake, pudding you name it and um, and it just kind of gets it kind of gets to taking a used to as they say without uh, with with skipping desserts it really does I've done it before a few times, <clears throat> and we just kind of you just kind of you wean yourself off it, and after a while you um, not to say that I still don't go buy a chocolate cake I'm going to stick my head in it. Uh, and eat the whole thing. I do. But, uh, the urges and the temptations and the desire get a little less increased, uh, every time. And I do feel better. I said, I almost said I do feel body, but my body does feel better. Uh, my mind, uh, cutting back on the sugar. Christmas cookies, molasses cookies, Christmas cakes. Oh, my, my, my. Chocolates. You know, the, the Christmas chocolates, oh, the hop, homemade fudge. My sister makes the best homemade fudge in the world. And she makes the best uh, molasses, homemade cookies in the world. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, like Charles Barkley. I saw him, and I love Charles Barkley. Okay, I'm a green teamer. I'm Larry Bird, uh, Larry Legend, McHale, Havlicek, coozy um, all those guys. Dave Cowens, loved all my Celtics, DJ. Cornbread, Maxwell, and now I love Kyrie Irving, Gordon Haywood, and that group. I'm a green teamer. But I have to say that kind of my all-time favorite overall player, of course, is Larry Bird. But a real close tie (laughs) is Charles Barkley. And I'll tell you why. He's not that tall. They listed him at 6'6". I think he was probably closer to 6'4". And uh, maybe with shoes on, 6'4". Sneakers. And he just was going up against guys 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", 7 feet every night from high school to college. And the athleticism of this guy, it was like watching a tank fly. Now, if you can imagine a a great big uh, uh, Abrams tank coming at you, and it can fly. It can jump. Oh, my. And, And you watch him when he played at auburn you watch him when he played for the sixers and the other teams he played for and he especially watched him when he played in the dream team olympic team he was just unreal there was times that the crowd was just cheering for him he'd go into a 360 dunk over three or four guys i mean the guy is like six four and a half it's not six eight it's not six nine it's not seven feet um he's not even six six i don't think Um uh, And he just flies over these guys at 250, 260 pounds. Just amazing. And he was on Shark Tank, and he was helping some young people develop a new diet. And he says, I know what it's like. he goes, and we have to kind of try anything. And I always said, if somebody can ever, ever make a hamburger or a pizza or chocolate cake that tastes good, not just like you bite into it and it's like biting into a, 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 a seat cushion, if they can make it taste good, And have it, like, if you could eat a whole meal and it would be like 100 calories. I'm talking the steak, fries, potato, roll, chocolate cake, some kind of pie or something, and something to drink. If you could make that whole, like, five-course meal and make it for 100 calories or or right around the 150 calories, you'd be a zillionaire. But nobody's figured out how to do it. There's all kinds of diet uh, stuff out there, but they have no taste. And, of course, they talk about saccharin and I don't know what other sweeteners are out there but they've made fun of sweeteners being bad for you since the 60s i watched the episode of get smart with tom Poston, who used to be on new heart show with that show and i've been watching a little of that on youtube ah i'm larry this is my other brother this is my brother daryl and this is my other brother daryl i fudged that intro sorry this is one of my favorite shows it was uh funny without being rude crude and abusive and they always had some strange characters. Of course, I'm a New Englander, and that took place in Vermont. So we have some of the same types of, you know, uh, local color, uh, you know, characters, and, of course, weather. So I could, uh, you know, identify with that, uh, being a New Englander from Maine. or are six New England states. And Vermont's the only state that does not have a coastline in New England. It, it borders up with uh, Canada. So, um... You know, I just, uh, I, I, I'm just i just trying to stay on track, folks, just trying to stay on track, and I'm sure you are too. It's really hard. Um, you're not 18, you're not even in your 20s anymore, and to, to you know, be active and lose weight and not eat the junk food and not eat always what's good for you, it's hard. You can't eat carrots and celery every day. man does not live by bread alone. So it's really hard. But Barkley was on the show, and he was helping a young couple come up with this new kind of mixed drink that you drink that's full of, uh, what do they call it, ketones, and uh, health stuff to help you lose weight, and so, um, yeah, that's, uh, I've always been a big Barkley fan, and I still, and he's on NBA tonight, uh, inside the NBA with uh, uh, Kenny the Jet and and, uh, Shaq, and uh, I love that show. And sometimes the games are really bad. Sometimes it's like a 40-point halftime game, or it's a blowout, or maybe both games are bad, or both games are good. But no matter what, they always have—they're always funny. They have Shaq and the Fool, and they give each other Christmas presents and birthday presents, and they have even have a animated part of it uh, w- with uh, cartoons. And uh, always just, I was just—I find sometimes it's better than the basketball game itself. And the uh, national championship. Has been decided. Clemson kicks Alabama's ass. Ooh, my goodness gracious. It was like 44 to 16, something like that. Ooh. You know, Clemson kicked Notre Dame's ass, too. So, I guess <laughs> we're looking at Clemson. Everyone said, oh, Alabama. They got five, six, seven, eight, maybe eight uh, NFL guys, pro pro guys. But uh, Clemson showed them. I, you know, they kicked uh, Notre Dame's an ass, and I thought maybe Notre Dame might be a little overrated, and perhaps they were. Because uh, they squeaked out a lot of wins, and sometimes over not so good teams. But uh, so, Clemson's are your national uh, Division One football champions, national champions, and uh, congratulations to them. So, um, NBA, the Celtics are kind of back on track, winning. Uh, LeBron is still out. I think the Lakers are like one and five without him. So it's kind of uh, kind of scary for them. And my good friend Dave Jorgensen, who coaches the Sacramento Kings, his team is hanging right around there, scoring a lot of points. They're staying in every game, and I'm rooting for them. After me being a green teamer, I'm I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. That's for sure, because he's a good coach. Charles Barkley said he was a good coach, and I agree. says he's doing a hell of a job. You know, um, if they had one big star, you might see, you know, you might see some big things, because the Western Conference is uh, a really tough conference to go through. So, But we'll see. So let's uh, look at sports. Of course, the Red Sox still world champion ch- champions. The Bruins are hanging in there. They have some injuries to deal with, but like the NBA, it's a long season. Uh, college basketball. Uh, Duke is kind of rolling, and Kansas, and Kentucky. Uh, well, I don't think Kentucky's that good this year. North Carolina's good, Gonzaga. Villanova, who's national champions the uh, last two out of three years, they're kind of slipping and sliding. They win one and lose one, but uh, I look for them to get it together by uh, the end of January because the conference uh, games are coming in. My old alma mater, UMFK, stands at 7 and 11 up there, UMaine Fort Kent. Bengals, go Bengals. Um, They've played some Division One colleges like uh, Liberty and Vermont. So those losses, those in you know, the 11 games, they're kind of hidden. And plus they played some Division II teams that were like nationally ranked in the top 10. So hopefully they get their stuff together and put a nice winning streak together. And that's sports uh, here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. Donald J. Trump still trying to get that wall built. I want that wall built. I want it. I want it. And he might get it. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a stone wall or a steel wall, some kind of wall. I don't know why they just don't enforce the book, the rules that are there. I mean, I live up by the Canadian border, and believe me, a fart can't get across that border without somebody knowing. <laughs> oh. But anyways, uh, this is Toxic Wise-Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio, and I want to thank you all for listening. And hope your new year has started out good. Weather-wise, we're getting uh, some nice days, and it's 20 below, and then we're heading into a couple days of snowstorms that are coming from the Midwest. Thank you, Canada and Russia and Siberia, whoever else. I wish we had a wall to keep out that cold air, but uh, nevertheless, it does get through with the snow and everything else. You have to take the good with the bad no matter where you live. That's uh, always been my motto, and it's kind of uh, just true. So thanks for tuning in. We've got much more coming up, so stay tuned here on the Toxic wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Mm, okay, it's movie time. Remember Johnny Carson used to do that? What, the movie time matinee show or something? He used to say, "We had a, he'd come out with a big boob blonde, would be there. The midday movie matinee, and he was selling cheap cars during the movie. We have Fay Ray, Ray Ray, J Ray. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Johnny Carson. Still a king, in my opinion, and uh, they, you know they had a. I watched a documentary about him, and he could be Morty. He he admitted he was not a good drunk. He was nasty and mean, and couldn't handle liquor. And all the people around him, and all his wives and his family said, when he was drinking, look out! You know he got nasty. Wayne Newton, also known as Fig Newton, just kidding. Wayne Newton used to say that Johnny Carson was always mean to him. But he's the only one I've ever heard say that. Maybe it was just something. You know, some people's personalities, they just clash. But as far as putting on a show, like especially with the animals and the monkeys and the tigers and the birds and interacting with people and guests and uh, Ed McMahon, you are correct, sir, and doing Karnak. Oh. I love Karnak. You know, he used to predict things or give the answers to questions nobody else knew. Uh, that's that's uh, no one else has repeated that no one else has done They many many have tried Letterman Leno and uh, Seth and all these other ones they're just uh, they're always going to be number two three four five whatever because there's only one Johnny Carson and there's only been one and uh, <coughs> I knew you know he was the only thing on late night when us night owls as kids when we knew we were going to be night owls used to be some midnight movies Usually like Charlie Chan, W.C. Fields, Marx Brothers, uh, Jerry Lewis, something like that. Or Western, Bob Hope, Pope and Crosby, uh, Bing. And uh, other than that, you had Johnny Carson. Because you certainly only had four or five channels back then. If I was baby boomers. Even with cable, maybe seven or eight channels. A couple Canadian ones, PBS, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. And maybe an independent. People that lived in the cities, they got UHF channels. That's extra independent channels. We didn't get that up here in Maine, northern Maine. Uh, If you lived in Portland or Boston or Connecticut, you got those extra channels. But just an antenna, too, UHF. I think Weird Al Yakovich did a movie called UHF, where he made fun of a guy who owned an independent UHF channel, and they played weird weird shows. It was funny. But uh, I want to talk about some movies real quickly. And uh, the second Deadpool, Deadpool, I just don't get those. Once Upon a Deadpool, I'm sorry, I'm old school, I'm Batman, Robin, Superman, Aquaman, you know, Flash, Green Lantern, Spider-Man. I, uh, I don't get this Deadpool character. I, I'm sorry. I mean, it looks good and it's kind of funny in spots. But I don't get where he's coming, where he's going, where he's been. I'm, so it's just not for me. But it looked kind of funny in spots. A Beautiful Boy starring Steve Carell about a, a man who has a problem, drug addict child, and his struggles. That was pretty good. I give that a C. Uh, kind of depressing. But nevertheless, uh, pretty good. And uh, I already think I reviewed this. The Old Man and the Gun with uh, Robert Redford. That was good. That was very good. That's a B-plus, based on a true story. Um, one other one I talked about before that I want to reiterate is um, Sobibor. Now, it's a remake of the Escape from Sobibor film with Alan Arkin and others, I think in 86 or 85. But this is in Russian and German, and there are subtitles. And for those of you who really enjoy history and, and movies, you won't mind reading the subtitles. I don't. It's, it was well done. And uh, so... Hurrah for that. And then there's a movie called What They Had with uh, Michael, what the heck's his name, yeah, Michael Shannon and Hilary Swank. And it's uh, one of the most depressing movies, 2018, I give it a C, because it just makes you want to shoot yourself. About a couple and their kids, and their mother's going uh, senile. Yeah, kind of funny in spots, realistically, I give it a C C+. Just too depressing for me. Then there's another movie that's dubbed in called A Twelve-Year Night, where in Uruguay, in the 70s and 80s, they had uh, wanted a coup, a military coup, and they, these people fought against it, and three were arrested and put in, like, solitary confinement and tortured and for 12 years. And one of them actually became, this is a true story, became president of Uruguay at age 75. And again, it's history and film combined, which is one of the things I do enjoy. Then there's a movie called Summer 03. It's about a girl and her struggles growing up as, a, I guess you call them a millennium, new millennium, uh, with sex and drugs and hanging out and your parents. Um, I give it a C+, plus. to me, kind of uh, irrelevant to me. I'm not, a, I'm not a millennial, but I don't know. Aren't the millennials one that's... um. Uh, Shoving tide balls up their asses. So, I don't know. Or eating them. I don't know. Uh, a movie called The Car. Kind of like a Stephen King, Christine type movie. I didn't think anybody would want to repeat that. I give it a C minus. Uh, the action was pretty good. And everything but the acting was a little meh. And of course, the last one I want to talk about is Vice. About uh, Dick Cheney. Ask yes, me, God damn it. Careful, I'll shoot you. Yeah, about Dick Cheney. And I had no idea, and I, I don't like politicians, but I do love history, so it's hard for me to not pay attention to history and politics, but, um, it was, uh, it was a good movie, you know, he was a rough and tumble guy, uh, a couple DUIs and fights and booze, and his wife said, straighten up or I'm leaving, I won't give away the whole thing, but, um, You know, he just kind of moved his way up, slow but sure, by doing different things. Firstly, uh, working in the White House as a page, he was kicked out of Yale, I do believe, um, for drinking and just flunking out. And uh, but uh, I give it a uh, an A because it's a really good movie. You feel like you're actually watching uh, like a documentary, like it's um, almost like um, you know happening as you watch it. You know, real life. So, it's really good. And I'm still waiting to see the Laurel and Hardy movie. And I haven't seen the Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Reilly, which I hear is a bomb. But I like to I like to uh, discover that for myself. I'll have to see that for myself. But one more thing I want to talk about. I've watched a few movies here to review them. And like I say, you know, one man's fruits, another man's poison. But a movie that's really bad to me is, like, really bad. Other ones that are middle of the road to upper... Uh, type movies uh, they're open to uh, you know opinion um, they're subjective not objective so and I noticed that there's still a lot of smoking like that movie I told you about about the family Hilary Swank and, and Michael Shannon and I've seen every movie I see him and he's smoking now I had I still have to wonder the tobacco companies paying them to put cigarettes in, in the movies and even the Hilary Swank smoked so I'm just wondering. Another thing is a lot of puking. Now, I, I don't get it. Before, when they used to show someone throwing up, they never showed it. Showed it, you know what I mean? You never saw the the barf coming up. But now they have a thing where they like to show it to you. And if you're eating or doing something, it's, you've got a weak stomach, a... Uh, I don't want to see anybody poop or puke. I prefer not to see it. I can imagine it without them having to show me in most cases, I think. And I'm sure you can, too. But anyway, and that's our movie review uh, for right now here on the Toxic wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Like I said, I'm waiting to see especially the Laurel and Hardy uh, movie with uh, John C. Rowley, say Ollie, and uh, I can't remember. It's the other English actor, I think, who plays uh, uh, Stan Laurel and Stan Laurel used to write a lot of their gags and he was always on the typewriter they said writing scripts and gags and jokes and um, Oliver Hardy was more of a what they call him, babe uh, he was more of a you know, easy, come, you know, easy come, easy go guy Just, he, uh, and he always said that you know Stan Laurel did uh, Yeoman's work as far as writing the gags but to me they were both uh, equal geniuses and can't wait to see the movie And then I'll uh, tell you what I think of it. Here on the Toxic wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Folks, I cannot tell you, and you probably already know this, and it doesn't matter whether you're Millennium or Baby Boomer or Martian or where you're from, getting a car fixed during a blizzard is no fun. I say fixed. I had a, a low beam out of my Jeep Grand Cherokee which I love, V8, special edition, four-wheel drive. It's got 121,000 miles on it. I've had it for, I think, close to four, maybe four and a half, five years. And I've never, knock on wood, been stuck. And uh, it's just, uh, I've gone on the road, uh, doing comedy shows and special events and just traveling. And I've seen other vehicles slipping and sliding off the road, being stuck, even big trucks. And there I go, right down the road, no trouble. Of course, I'm not crazy. I don't try to speed. I don't try to do anything fancy. I keep my distance from and to vehicles, and um, overpasses, and just I'm just very careful. So, um, but I had a, a low beam out, and I didn't. I noticed it when I went out the other night. And I just had those replaced a couple years ago, and I thought halogen was going to last like a lifetime, but I don't know. Hopefully it's nothing serious. But I I had a friend try to fix it. I took it to a VIP. They couldn't fix it. They couldn't. They got the bolt out from the top. It's a real pain in the ass to change stuff nowadays, not like the old days where you just took a screwdriver and popped it open and put in a bulb. new. it's much more difficult. Um, You have to take a boat of eight-inch bolt out, and then pop the the, le- the, uh, the lights out, the hood light, and it wouldn't come out. And this is during a snowstorm, folks, sleet, snow. We got about eight, nine inches today. Uh, a follow-up of three, one to three yesterday, so it's been a couple miserable days. They cancel school, they cancel all the events, games, and I'm out in a blizzard with a low beam, uh, expecting to get stopped by the police, which is their job. And uh, that never happened, I just seemed to not see any any other time I see about 25 cops out. And uh, I wouldn't have got a ticket, I would have just got a warning, because I, I talked to the police station about it. and uh, But still, it's a pain, you know, and be a pain for them too, because it was not nice out slush, and, and snow, and sleet, and cars everywhere. I mean, this is not a big town, 7,000, give or take. But a lot of people come into this town from other little towns, plus we're a border town in Canada, from Canada, which in Woodstock, New Brunswick, which is just a few miles away from the border, like 11 miles, and I don't even know if it's that far. And they come over here because right now our dairy, our milk, our turkeys, our chicken, our poultry, our gas is all cheaper, clothing all cheaper. Over there they have like 18% tax, 17.5. Ours is like eight on most things, eight or nine. Theirs is double. And it's usually more expensive anyway, so they because they pay have to pay for their national health care and so uh they come over here to gas up and uh, get boots and shoes and turkeys and chickens and milkshakes and milk so it's uh a town of seven thousand has probably got an extra three or four thousand in it driving around because uh, of that we have a lot of little towns around us we also in a, in a county almost the size of Connecticut, and we have two Walmarts. There's one here in Holton, a regular Walmart, which is pretty big, and then there's a Super Walmart, which is, I think, I'm not sure, I think it's 24 hours a day. I've only been in it a, a, several times, up in Prescal, Maine, where UM Prescal is, the UMaine Prescal, another Division Three school, rival of UMaine Fort Kent, which is 42 miles north of UMaine Prescal. Is it complicated? Yes. Simple but complicated. But anyways, <clears throat> so there's only two WalMarts in a uh, area the size of Connecticut, and uh, just about the size of Connecticut, Ulster County. So um, it was not fun. I actually didn't get it done. Uh, a lot of mechanics left home early. I went to one of my favorite guys, Mr. Weston, Weston's Mobile up in the, up on the uh, up the street, uh, a mile or so, and he was gone. So I'm going to have to try to get it done tomorrow. Year done. So, um, real pain when you get a, a low beam out. I thought they would last because, like I said, I just had the guy put all new lights in because it had uh, it had some troubles. The it had a crack in one of the hoods of the lights, and it was letting in of uh, air and water, and it was uh, you know fogging up. When I got the new lights, they were very bright and nice. I thought they would last forever, but they don't. I guess I don't know what's happened. Hopefully, hopefully it's only a bulb and not a wiring. Jeeps have very—they're wonderful and I love them. But most Jeeps, Jeep Grand Cherokee and uh, Laredo, they have kind of complement uh, comp—I can't even say it—complicated wiring systems in their in all through them, not just the headlights, the taillights, everything. As uh, pretty complicated, and sometimes you have to find a specialist to work on it. Hopefully I can get it fixed and be on my way to bow. So that's a real pain in the ass, I say here at the Toxic wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Hopefully in this new year you're not having any uh, car troubles or vehicle troubles because you really don't want to buy anything new in January, at least not here in the great northeast and where there's winter. Because. You buy a new car now or a newer car and it's going to take a beating up until, you know, about April or so. Because in winter, the salt, the dirt, the slush, it's uh, not a good time. Most When I try to buy something new or newer, I look to about April. I start looking heavy and maybe by the middle of April or so, I, I will buy one. But I ne- never try to buy a car in the wintertime, a newer one. Unless you absolutely have to, then, then you have to. Hey, I just watched a pretty cool Gatorade commercials. I, I'm not sure about celebrity commercials. Do people really pay attention? I've had this topic before on my show, and I'm wondering. does it re- I, They did a study years ago and found really the only really celebrity commercial that worked was Michael Jordan back when he was selling sneakers and shirts and whatever else <coughs> in his heyday. I'm not even sure that's so today, even though I do consider him the best player ever to play. LeBron number two for right now. Um, but anyways, I'm watching the Gatorade commercial, and it says, we did a study on the world's best athletes, basketball, soccer, baseball, hockey, everything, to see what the athletes need, require in their systems, uh, what they like, what works for them. And I'm thinking, hmm, why don't you do a study of the worst athletes and see what they need? To get better and to be have uh, nutrition and supplements and vitamins and uh, hydration in their body. Don't study the good ones, as Jesus said, the healthy have no need of a physician, but the sick do. So study the uh, study the bad athletes, study the ones that suck, study the ones that are getting older like myself. What do I need? Uh, some new knees and joints and bones and non-arthritic, non-arthritic system. But other than that. If they could ever come up with a, a real cure for that, oh, I would be dunking on everybody. Look out below. I would jam on everybody. Jam, jam, jam. I'm going to write a poem. I'm going to write a rap. Uh, I, I will write it, then I'll do it for you later, folks. I'll spare you right now. Yeah, you're thinking, don't do it right now. I'll spare you. But I am going to write a jam rap. Like, uh, I am cured of arthritis, and I can jam. This is the Toxic Wise-Ass Show here on Royal Renegade Talk Radio. Keep listening because we got much more coming up. Well, I'm still not going to be able to buy that house in Bermuda or move to the condo in Florida and get my yacht out. You know, I didn't win the Powerball. Came close. I had one number. <laughs> is that close? Uh, I do well on the Mega Box, which is Maine, New Hampshire, and I believe Vermont. But the Powerball numbers I never I might get the Powerball and power it up and get maybe twenty, thirty dollars, but I never have much luck with all the numbers. Um, I've won eighty, ninety, hundred bucks with uh Mega Box before and twenty, thirty, forty with uh, Powerball but uh, the good lord just isn't seeing fit to have me win. And he should, because I would be very generous with friends and charities. He really should. Are you listening, Lord? Because I would be generous. But uh, came up short again this week. But uh, I'll have to take uh, some of my pay. And uh, you got to be careful. You've got to be disciplined. I've always said that. When you're going to the casino, you're playing the slots, you're playing uh, lottery, scratch-offs, uh, powerball, whatever you're playing, whatever you're doing, discipline. You have to have discipline. You have to be constructed and you have to be a disciplined gambler don't go crazy if you, the good lord is going to have you win he's going to have you win with one or two tickets or a hundred so just uh, you know if you got money to burn okay well you know go to it if you're a drug dealer or something and you're looking for uh launder money then go to it i guess that's what a lot of them do drug dealers they go to casinos and launder it Say, if they win, they, oh, yeah, I won. If they lost, oh, I lost. I'm not quite sure how that works. I'm not quite sure how the IRS doesn't figure out who's a drug dealer and who isn't. Because I know if I was, they'd figure it out. But uh, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to set aside a certain amount, which is what I do, and spend a certain amount. And when it's gone, you're done. And like I said, if the good Lord figures it's your time, then uh, bingo. Yeah, bingo. I used to play bingo. I would win every once in a while. But I'm going to keep playing because I enjoy it. Not much to do. I don't golf. I don't really smoke. I don't I don't smoke or spend money on tobacco. I hardly ever drink uh, a shot of uh, Hot Damn, which is cinnamon schnapps, every once in a while, especially in the winter. And uh, that's about it, folks. So if I'm not spending, like, $20 a day on booze and cigarettes, I'll spend 10 get some scratch-offs, get some... And if you're going to win big, it's probably going to be with the Powerball or Mega Bucks. Because with scratch-offs, most states, you can only win about a million. If, and that's if you buy a $25 card. So, anyways, this is the Toxic wise S Show. Gamble carefully, as we say here. Okay, the movie man. Hey, yes, I finally did get to see <coughs> Sherlock and Watson with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. And, you know... When someone tells you something's really bad, you expect it to be really bad. Like, it's going to be a bad snowstorm. Or the food is really bad there. And then you go through the snowstorm and it's not that bad. You go to the restaurant, it's not that bad. Maybe not the best. And okay, I probably laughed six, maybe seven times. Which is a lot more than I've actually laughed at many other movies that were supposedly comedies or are supposed to be good. I mean, like we've discussed on here before, how many times do you really laugh through a whole movie? I actually laugh more through old movies like Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, Marx Brothers. Even though I've seen them a million times, I will still laugh. Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, SCTV, I will still laugh at those, even though I've seen it a thousand times. But how many times do you really laugh, in a, you know, going to a movie or seeing a movie at home? And I laughed uh six, seven times. was it not really as good as it should be or could be? No, it wasn't. Would I walk out of it? No, you know because i i'm a I'm a student of film I love movies I love comedy, so I kind of want to see what the good and the bad and the ugly about something is and okay it's it's to me it's a a C minus maybe a D, but I wouldn't give it an F I really wouldn't. And I've seen many, many other movies, comedies, that were supposed to be funny, that weren't as funny as this. There's a couple scenes where they think they've killed the queen and things like that, and I laughed. The bee bee scene was funny, and some of the quips they talk about. Was there some dead spots? Oh, yeah. There were some dead spots, and, you know, no hits, no errors, no laughs. But, uh, you know, to go to it, maybe... To pay twelve bucks, eight bucks, whatever, to go s- to a theater and see it, I might be pissed. But if I'm going to watch it on, uh, you know, pay-per-view or five-dollar bin at Walmart, I go. I'll, that's okay. You know, you don't, you you're in the mood for something different, and it's different. They tried it; didn't really work as good as they wanted it to. <clears throat> but uh, I certainly did laugh through, you know, six or seven different po- spots of it. And the scenery was funny, the special effects and scenery and so forth, and uh, they certainly didn't, you know, cut corners doing that, you know. It was probably a fairly expensive movie to make. There's a part where he's a horseshit salesman, he did, that was funny, you know. So, I don't know, I, I, I would not give it an F, I wouldn't give it a D, I'd give it a C, C-minus. I've seen many other movies that were supposed to be funny that were less funny than this and didn't get bombed or panned. It's, it's not as funny as Step Brothers. No, Step, Step Brothers, you're probably going to laugh 20, 25 times through the whole movie. So, this was not Step Brothers. So, but anyway, that's our movie review. A uh, special movie review because that was kind of late seeing. We'll have more movie reviews on the next show. And uh, President Trump is still um, very adamant about his wall, whether it's going to be made out of concrete, uh, steel, or Lincoln logs. I don't know. I'm very adamant. I want that wall, bitches. He wants that wall. There's going to be a lot of problems if I don't get it. I'll shut down everything. I'll shut down airports. I'll shut down malls. I'll shut down eBay, everything. He might. I don't know. You know me, folks. I'm not, I'm not political. I don't like politicians. I'm more of a libertarian. So both the parties, to me, have kind of molded together, and now it's just a big, messy fight. And we have our first uh, female lady governor here in Maine, Janet Mills, Democrat, who replaces the uh, bombastic tub of lard I called uh, Governor Paul LePage. The thing about LePage governor of Maine, former governor, eight years of turmoil, is that he cut so many things. But yet we still give money to Panama and Egypt and, you know, Colombia, while our own people suffer. Just not fair. But anyways, I think she's going to do a good job. She was a Maine attorney general, so she's got some experience. And she seems like an amicable and responsible, educated person. So we're, we're going to support her until we don't because I don't care what their their political party is. If you suck, you suck. If you're a player in basketball and athletics, I don't care what color or where you come from. If you suck, you suck. If you're good, you're good. Same with coaches. If you're a white coach or a Hispanic coach or a black coach and you, you're a good coach, you're a good coach. But if you suck, you suck. That's, you know, that's simple Simple logistics here. Simple logic here on the Toxic Wise Show. On Renegade Talk Radio, your best place for talk radio in the whole world. Speaking of world and worlds, um, supposedly NASA or some space company, outfit, scientists, uh, they supposedly got a message back from... A galaxy far far away not Mars I don't think I think even beyond that maybe it was Marvin the Martian oh my hello everybody I'm going to have to blow up the earth oh <laughs> sorry no it wasn't Marvin Martian I watched a special the other day talking about living on Mars to save the human race because someday the world I guess is gonna explode or get hit by a comet or something you know that nuclear war would not really destroy the planet. It might destroy life on the planet, but the planet could never be destroyed totally by nuclear bombs going off. Make it uninhabitable and destroy the atmosphere, sure. But it really wouldn't destroy the planet. The planet would recover in time. But it might wipe out mankind, you know. But uh, supposedly they had these... Uh, they It wasn't talking, it was like... Uh, Morse code, I guess, beeps, like beep, beep, beep. I don't know. If there's intelligent life out there, you think they could have worded up a message or something. Morse code, some kind of code, or even said, hey, how you doing? We're galaxies away. But, uh, I don't know, kind of exciting. I was never much for science and things. I, I uh, Later on in life, I got more interested in science than I had previously been. When you're a kid and you're 18, you're 19, 20, in college, 21, you're more interested in playing basketball and girls and just getting bypassing. Of course, I always loved history. But, um, so we'll have to see. Maybe there's, uh, maybe there's some life out there. Uh, who was it, uh, the, the, uh, smart guy in the wheelchair always said, uh, Stephen Hawking, I even watched a movie about him, and he said, of course, you look out into the yonder, the space, I believe Einstein said this too, and you're going to have to think, hey, there's something out there, there's another life out there. Do you know that most of the life on earth is not on land, not in the trees, but in the ocean? Most of the life sources are in the ocean. And you can't see... I mean, you can see on top of the ocean, and you can see in the ocean if you go in it. But, uh, you know, it's quite amazing. Albert Einstein, too, they say, and I, I don't know, it's never been really confirmed, he was working on... Uh, you know, he invented the, many of the things, like with Edison. And um, they say Edison was working on a, to- on a machine that could talk to the spirits. The other side. Heaven, if you will. And... Uh, That was never verified, no one ever said, uh, I looked it up, I researched it quite a bit, and it was never really proven that he did, or was, or wasn't. But many said that he was, Edison, you know, he worked on so much. And, uh, so it's just kind of fascinating, uh, research, fascinating times we're living in here. But anyways, uh, fascinating times, like I said, we're living in here, and, uh, Hopefully Kim Jong-un doesn't blow us all up before we make a lot of these discoveries or outer space and time and spirits. Don't worry, I'm waiting on that. I take my time-blowing, I think. A rocket man. The old, good old rocket man to Kim Jong-un. He's been kind of quiet lately. Been so much talk about the government shutdown and the wall that uh, really he's, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and North Korea and China kind of been on back burners. Well, this has been the Toxic S Show. I've been your host, Mark Chaplin, uh, from the great northeast, New England, northern Maine, northeastern Maine, by the Canadian border, the great white northeast USA. Entertaining you, hopefully, and we'll see you on the next show. Until then, you know what? They're coming to take me away. Hopefully they have, like I said, cable and brownies. Can't beat that. See you on the next show, folks out of my mind. Damn. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, I'm and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. Ha you thought it was a joke and so you laughed. You laughed when I had to... <laughs> You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed. You laughed. You did laugh. You laughed, but now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ho ho! Hee hee! Ha ha! the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. I cooked your food. I cleaned your Unselfish loving deeds. Huh? Well, you just wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in.